0: Max White, (laughs) everyone. See, something funny. It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work. We're live. We're here in Brooklyn. We're at the Tender Trap. Got a very special guest today. Uh, Comedian and friend, uh, Billy Prinzel. How's it going, Billy? Hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for coming out, man. Thank you for having me. It's tough to lock down the dates here, right? Everybody's so busy here. (laughs) So what's going on? What's new?
1: Oh, nothing crazy. We just had our, um, uh, Dan Perlman and I run a show called Hindsight at Caroline's, which is like an interactive storytelling show. We had a great one with uh, Ron Bennington on Tuesday, who has a Sirius XM show.
0: Oh, it's such a good show. Yes. And the, he was. he was great. We were just talking about, before we started this, that the last one I went to was uh, one with Big J came out. There's so many good comics on that besides him. was yeah,
1: yeah, no. I, I, Dan Dan handles uh, does most of the, the lineup stuff, and he just he just stacks it with great guys.
0: And, and for people and that ladies. haven't seen it before, what like describe the layout of how that show goes.
1: So the way it works is uh, Dan and I go up and we uh, we tell people that we're about to do an interactive storytelling show, and so people don't freak out. We do a few jokes back and forth right off the top, and then and then we do like a. Um, uh, a question so the, the question we did last time was uh, um, uh, so my New Year's resolution this year was to uh, drink more hot toddies because I think it's annoying when people make New Year's resolutions try to better themselves does anyone have any other New Year's resolutions that have nothing to do with self-improvement and then we took questions from the audience and then you know people and so that, that introduced the interactive component of it and then a comic comes up and he tells a story and then Dan and I, uh, not like Doug Benson's interruption sort of thing where we're, where it's uh, in any way subversive, but we, if we have a question about their story, we ask it during the story for clarification. And then uh, when the comic's done telling the story, we take questions from the audience.
0: And it's the way like what... what, what kind of captured me to the show was first time I saw it. uh, It's done in like a very polite way where it's like, the questions actually add to the stories and then we were just talking about this before. So is that just an idea you guys had and just happened or?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it came up when Dan and I would do open mics and then, uh, you know, a lot of time it'd be in a dead room and someone would be working out something on stage that, that, and they either passed by something that was interesting or, uh, we thought of something funny that could help contribute it and we find that it kind of enlivens the room if you created like a, a discussion and so we decided to try
0: to do that uh, with uh, real people. And you're not doing this at like a uh, no offensive bar shows in New York City because there's great ones but you're doing this at Caroline's in Times Square which is yes that's got it I mean that's up to the seller in terms of well-known New York comedy clubs.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very yeah, grateful. It's awesome. Yeah,
0: and the people that show up, I mean, they're like paying customers that are beyond excited. They're, they get to participate. Right. I mean, and it's, uh, it was a great crowd. When I was there. Does it usually pack out like you did?
1: Uh, yeah, last time, uh, on
0: Tuesday, we probably had like a little over 100 people. It was great. Yeah, so much fun. And then, uh, like we were just talking again, back to the Big J story, too, is when the crowd got in intera- when they started interacting with Big J, the lady ended up living on the same street that he had lived on before. Right,
1: and he just came up with a joke about the street that they both
0: lived on. On the spot. Yes. And it was <laughs> amazing. Do you, do you hold those people to like time allowance or do you just let them run?
1: Uh, we give the light around 8 to 12. We say do prepare a story for 8 to 12. And then we take about uh, three or four questions from the audience.
0: Yeah. And is that... How many have you done of, of those shows now?
1: Uh, we've probably been doing it at Caroline's for about a year. And then... Before that, we've been doing it uh, random places for about
0: probably two years. Yeah, so you're a real pro at it now too. Uh, about your history, where are you from originally? Are you oh. from? Because I've heard your bit, so I don't know. Are you from? I was born in
1: Staten Island, okay. lived there till I was 10, and then my parents moved to, moved to New Jersey, and then I went to high school there, and then I uh, went to SUNY Purchase, and then I moved back home, and then I moved to the city, and then uh, the rent got really expensive, so I moved back to Jersey recently.
0: Is stand-up something you've kind of always been into, interested in, or is it relatively new?
1: Re- uh, I f- figured out that it may be something I'd want to do probably like my junior or senior year of
0: college. So is it like, were you like a funny kid growing up?
1: Yeah, 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 I mean, I don't think I'll, I mean I don't think I was dull growing up, but I wasn't like a class clown in any way.
0: Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me is like I think one of the reasons is like interested in your comedy is uh, you tell stories from like your your earlier years, right? And they definitely resonate. Like you can tell they're, they're truthful stories. Yeah. Like any turns they take, and uh, some people I know are like working so hard on like you know certain jokes and bits but you're just recounting your life. And that's kind of similar to how I like to look at things. Right. Is that, did you ever, was it always that style for you? Or did you try to write like topical for a little bit or, uh, mm, no, I've never
1: been interested in, I, I just, for whatever reason, like, yeah, sometimes I would went through a phase of like trying to write a bunch of jokes every day. Yeah. And then I would like look at the newspaper and it was just like instantly something I had no interest in doing. And then, um, uh, when I first started doing comedy, it was more persona driven where I, it was like the, uh, it was like the very deadpan guy who was into weightlifting and Disney movies. And that was fun in alternative rooms. But then when I started to get to do club rooms, it just didn't, it instantly did not fly and didn't fly the whole time. So, so I had to kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out some regular joke jokes. And uh, the, I guess the reason why I go back to the childhood ones is because I can't, I can't make anything funny about dating uh, that's just like a topic I can't talk about. So uh, it just, for whatever reason, it just doesn't it doesn't work for me if I yeah. talk about relationships in any way, and even like my friends' relationships. I don't know, but so so I go back to like um, uh, like uh, funny childhood memories, and uh, th- a lot of it. I mean, the goal is to have it look like it's just a regular story that I'm telling, but yeah. there is very much like some of them are punchlines that I've taken from other things. Yeah. So sometimes you just get like a good setup, and then you fabricate the punchline, or vice versa.
0: Well, cause that's one of the things that I noticed as well. Like you really use your time on stage. Like you'll even just talk through bits and it's something that like, you would think you'd see more here, but it's not, you know, you have, if you have like a two or three minute set, again, we were talking about this earlier though, right. you're really up there using it. i seen you run the same bits, but looking for end punches on that. Is that something you kind of found out yourself? That's how you work. Is that kind of similar to like writing on stage?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason, I I just I feel most comfortable when I've run every alternative I think that could be funny on a on a joke or uh, a bit. And then once once I don't have any insecurities about, uh, you know, if I'm running a a, a joke and I have like a, a thought that maybe if I did it some other way, as I was saying it, it could be better. But if I know that what I'm doing is the best possible form of this story or joke, I uh, I have a more confidence in my delivery.
0: Are you judging that by reactions in just like no mic all comics, or is that just how you feel about it, or is it a mixture of both? Uh, both. Okay. So do you ever look at things and be like, okay, this is going to work in a club atmosphere, but maybe you're at the mic trying a different way to see if there's anything better? Is that kind of what the process is? For
1: me, it usually goes, it'll first work at a mic, and then I have to see if it works at a club. I don't I don't really do things starting off. I don't ever like write things thinking this is a club joke and it won't work. I don't know, for whatever reason, because you do mics every day. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's how it works for me.
0: Now, personal life wise. Now are you, now are you a personal trainer Yeah, as well? Now, how does that, because I keep thinking about the bit in terms of weightlifting and the neck one, which I'm not going to beat you on it. But, uh, when you come see Billy or anywhere, you have to see this, but, uh, is that, that's part of your normal? Yeah, 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 Yeah. 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 And so, uh, is that something you found in your life? Like you've always been into fitness. Uh, yeah, probably since I was like thirteen or fourteen. Now, what what do you see in terms of like uh, comics in the city or anywhere you've been, where uh, maybe they don't take such great care of themselves? Do you see like in terms of like mental health versus physical health? Is there a correlation? It's um, kind of a deep question. It's No, no,
1: no, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, it's. I mean, no, I can't really because there there are plenty of people who work out all the time and it's like it's just you could tell that they're very damaged. Yeah. And then there are people who don't exercise at all but you could tell that they're perfectly healthy uh, mentally and phys- I mean you don't have to work out all the time to be healthy.
0: What what's the um do you, anything that carry over from like personal training into like how you look at comedy? Uh, just with exercise it
1: it uh routinizes or or disciplines you to, to knowing that you have to do something every day, all the time, with a lot of effort, and you know that the, the, the benefits that you're going to get from it aren't going to be for a while.
0: Is that, do you, did you discover that first in comedy, or do you think probably fitness first, because you were doing that earlier, right? It's
1: fitness first, so I was doing that
0: earlier. What is it about comedy that like, there is no quick fix or quick solution? Is it like a mental illness, why people still want to keep doing this, or...
1: Oh uh, no! I mean, it's worth it once you have like a finished product. but yeah. Getting it, you, you, you just have to submit to how long the process takes.
0: And do you believe there's shortcuts in this?
1: I, um, I, I, you know, because some people you see who've been doing comedy for only a few years claim to have like an hour or something like that, and. You, you know, And if they're on stage for an hour and people are laughing the whole time, that's awesome. But, but I, I just don't I, – I like to spend more time on each thing. Um, so, I, I mean, my heart of hearts, I don't think I could get by doing shortcuts, I guess is my answer. Yeah. Does that it, make sense?
0: No, absolutely. Because when I moved here, I thought I had like 15. I'm like, yeah, I'm solid. I 15 right. minutes, and I had three. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then it took me over a month to crack the creek. Yes, And I was just like, oh, these were, you know, the clubs I've done I and mean, it's working fine. And then you go to Creek and you're like, I think you kind of have to manage your expectations and not even expect laughs there at first. Just get <laughs> people's attention. Yes. Get Eagle's eyes off his cell phone. And you're right. like, okay, there's something <laughs> going on there. Yes. But um, it is amazing though. When people are like, I have this hours and hours and you hear it. And I think they come here and then really quickly they realize or they don't. It's a tough place to be blissfully ignorant though. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, sure. it's out there. Yeah, what are you saying in terms of like the comics that you identify with like what, what, what well but
1: it? I you know because like in other in other parts of the country where you know in, in New York there's so many shows and all the sets are going to be shorter so it makes sense to have a shorter set that's a lot tighter yeah but if you're in, a, in another part of the country where there aren't so many shows so you get more stage time it makes sense to adapt to just whatever is available to you yeah so I don't necessarily think that uh, other people having longer, longer sets or more material that they maybe didn't um, nitpick as much is a shortcut. It's just a, it was just conforming to the opportunities that they had.
0: That makes sense. Like filling the void that's there and you got to right. work with it. Yeah. yeah. Where was your first place at?
1: The first mic I did? Yeah. Oh, uh, is that a place called the comedy corner? Where is that here? Yeah. It was on McDougal street and it's closed.
0: Oh wow. And then what, so just one day you're just like, I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. How old were you? 23 okay and then do you remember like you don't have to say your first bits wise but was it like autobiographical or uh, what was it like
1: yeah it was um the first time was fine because i brought friends okay and i'd worked on it I'd, I'd uh my uh my first joke was i had a thing about how everyone seems to be using the same three words uh that mean nothing that are interchangeable and it's random sketchy and awkward <laughs> It's like you can meet a random guy at a sketchy bar and it was awkward, or an awkward guy at a random bar and it was sketchy, or a sketchy guy at an awkward bar and it was random.
0: How's it working? It was
1: fine. Yeah. You know, it was. You know, it's like it was fine, fine. So like I went, it was with that, Um, and then uh, uh, I got laughs the first time, and then the second time I did it, and it didn't get as many laughs because I obviously I didn't bring my friends. And then, then that's what it was like, oh, this is this is what it's actually going to be like.
0: And then how do you treat bombing-wise? Like, is that – at first, is it obviously tougher, then you get better at it? Or do you – when you're trying new stuff, are you okay with just bombing and knowing it's not going to work at a mic, in a mic situation? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you learn, though, or is that
1: uh, – Yeah, I mean, there's no there's – no, uh, it's just a volume thing, I think. I think the only thing you need to be concerned about is trying to come up with as much material as you can and doing as much of it as you can and not worrying about the... the uh, I mean, it's great if it works, but that's not... I don't, I don't know. That's not My mindset's not, am I going to bomb? Is this, uh, it's just, uh, do it. Really? Yes.
0: That's a really positive outlook on it. I, I don't know just what, just <laughs> no, what I, I'm just saying that's awesome no, I like that because I always think that like the only thing worse than bombing it over mic is like killing it one if you've never tried it before because it's like what are you doing trying all their stuff that know that works right if you do the same thing over and over again the exact same way you do it you're not really learning anything
1: uh, no but sometimes when you say something out loud uh, in a room that you and even though you said the joke already a bunch of times the excitement of the room sometimes like um, sparks creativity and, uh-huh. and sometimes you build on the joke but you just have to say it out loud and feel what it feels like to have it work well, and then that can direct you creatively to something new.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Do you are you like a pen and paper writer?
1: No, I, I talk to myself outside.
0: And is that and then do you make notes in your head or is there anything in your phone or how do you how do you go about it?
1: Uh, now I just I just I remember um, uh, like a, uh, if there's something that I liked that I came up with, I'll just remember it. I started probably doing one or two mics a week. And then I started to make a few more friends, and then I would started to do maybe like four or five mics a week. and then um, uh, for about a year. And then once I figured out that comedy was something I wanted to commit to, I took like six or seven months off comedy to get a job as a trainer in the city. Because to do that, you kind of have to like hustle and put all your energy into it to get a clientele. Okay, and then once I got that base uh, financially, I was able to start doing comedy again. And then that that really sucked because it was like after taking six months off, it's like you you had never done it before almost.
0: Is it like do you find it now? Like what's the longest you'll take off in a week in terms of not doing shows? Like will you do like two nights off, three nights off?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean not. I mean, I usually take one night a lot, night one night or two nights a week off, or uh, and then but or but most of the time I do comedy six nights a week, and then I will go on a vacation like once every four months.
0: Is that how do you feel? Do you get do you feel the rust when you come back or no? Yeah, but I think that's a healthy thing to do. Yeah, cause, okay, because that's the issue I'm having. Because like here you can do you know four mics or shows whatever no problem here right. in a day. And then, like, I just had some travel days when I was overseas, so before the show started over there, I had, like, three or four days off, which is most I've had since I've been, since I've been right. in New York for over a year, and it was, like, I couldn't believe how rusty I was. Right. I, I, this is a question I'm just asking, I don't know the answer to, but, like, you think that's a mental thing, or is that... Well, yeah, but
1: I think I think it's good to feel uh, less than every once in a while, because it, it pushes you to... There, there's an, <clears throat> uh, an eagerness that you don't normally get if you're always in the groove, Okay. and sometimes you come up with material trying to get
0: back into it what's the man that's a good point so I, I ask people that all the time especially comics that like you know have done more than i have i'm always curious about that because it's uh yeah i guess it is good because you kind of do have new vigor when you go in and do the same bits you've maybe been doing and right but they, they just feel kind of fresh and little things snap off right and i
1: and, I, and the the um I think being terrified is conducive to being creative.
0: Oh, then that, okay. That makes sense. Are you like a, a clutch person when you consider yourself? Like if, if, like in a situation where you're scared, are you going to step up to the plate? Or have you had mixed reviews when it comes to that? Or uh, situations
1: yeah, on, I, I usually, on like a, a big circumstance, like on high pressure things, I usually rise to it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is that, do you think that's like an upbringing thing or is that a chemical?
1: No. In sports psychology, they have, the the distinction they make are people who are motivated to succeed. And those people perform their best when the circumstance is 50-50. So you have as good of a chance of winning as you do losing. And then the other classification they give is uh, people motivated to avoid failure. And those people do best when there's a 90% chance that they'll win or a 90% chance that they'll lose.
0: Wow. Which one do you associate with? I, 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 don't,
1: I don't know. I, I think it's a I think sometimes it's a mixture of both.
0: On, especially with art as well, too, or accounting, when you call it being such a subjective thing. Right. Now, I think it changes, but yeah.
1: there are different ways to look at motivation.
0: Is that... Oh, that's really interesting. Is that I guess that's like an athletic way to look at this, which I think you kind of have to be. I know like one of the reasons... When I first moved here, partying a lot more, right? Just right. Because you're a new city-wise. But then, if you're trying to do four to six spots a night, yes. you're not. You're not healthy anymore. Like you're not. You're just right. not feeling it. And you're like, wow. If I'm lubed up all the time when I'm at these mics, am I really getting work done? <laughs> right, and that's what's really right. interesting about like meeting you and like hearing about the personal training stuff and everything on stage. Is like if you really want to do this, you have to kind of do it. At least for me. So yes. That's why I like taking up like running and stuff like that. Is because like yes. you have to. It beats on you. Yeah. Like it really does. Is that something you find that is that? I don't want to say an edge because it isn't competitive, but in a sense, it's like you're competitive well, I just,
1: yourself. Just for my, I just, if I don't exercise while doing comedy, I, you just, I just you just look like a bummer I, to me. Yeah. I mean, like, I just look like, uh, I, I don't know, like a husk.
0: <laughs> husk of a man? Yeah. Okay. What's it like growing up in Staten Island and being like the, what uh, would you say like the, the smallest known borough in New York, would you say? I would say from people from Midwest.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it was totally nice. I mean where I grew up, it was just like, um, I lived in a condo across the street from a baseball field and then there was the the beach across from that. And I went to a Montessori school like an hour uh, away from where I lived. Okay. And so I was friends with, um, uh, every class only had like two or three kids in it and we were all taught in a, like a house so uh so i was probably friends with like two or three people at school and then i was friends with just like the kids that lived down the block growing up
0: is that i'm, I'm sure you talked to like a million people that have moved here from the midwest and they're always like oh this do you have a favorite building in the city but, right but uh people that are from here are like no that's just a building and This is just a fucking train i have <laughs> yes. to wait on and yes. uh get out of my way please i'm trying to get to work <laughs> how do you is it just the caroline show the hindsight shows every week Oh no, that's once a month. Okay, but you're you do spots at airlines yeah, yeah. and okay too. How um how do you mix in terms of balance wise mics to your shows? Like are mics vital to you? Yeah. And then if but if you had shows all the time, like say for instance, like the real higher ups that have maybe five and six spots night, would you still do you think you'd still fit in the open mics as well to work on stuff?
1: Uh, that's a weird
0: question, but it's something I always ask comics. Oh
1: no, it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it.
0: Yeah. I'm just always curious where people try their new stuff. Because, I mean, obviously, like, at a Louis level, you can try whatever the hell you want. Right. Um, But people that are, you know, lower rungs. I mean, there's so many different definitions of success in this business. Well,
1: once you're doing a – once you, like, you have a room really going, it's perfectly fine to say, can I try a new one with you guys? Yeah. And then if it doesn't work, uh, as long as it's not, like, an offensive joke, they're not going to hate you for trying it. Yeah. So that's what I do a lot of the time is I, if I, you know, I do the stuff that I know is pretty consistent. And then if uh, I feel like it's, a, I'm in a good groove, I'll, I'll say, is it cool if I try a new one with you guys? And then they're usually pretty excited. Like they're like, yes, please. And then, you know, if it doesn't work, I go, eh, well, and then, you know, because you've gotten on their good side, they'll laugh at that. And then it's fine. Then no you, harm done.
0: Is that, now, do you think because like you're you're non offensive comic and, right. and the most relevant thing like that is that was that a, a choice you made basically to just be that way or is that just what came out because you're autobiographically that's just what made sense to you?
1: Uh, yeah, I just I just think it's uh, as a white male, it's better to be non offensive.
0: That's the thing when I first met. I was so blown away by like they're like, oh, you're the token tonight, and someone's like, I was like what? <laughs> and they're like, you're the token straight white male, right? And that's uh, it, it, I mean. How long have you been involved in the New York City comedy scene?
1: Seven, eight is that, years.
0: Is it something that's always been around like that? Has there always been like the token or is it just no. coming now to a more?
1: Yeah, sort of, I'd say the last three or four years. Has become more of a. Yeah. And then do you think
0: it'll keep going the way it is trajectory wise or do you think it'll be uh, changing I'm again? sure things happen in cycles. Yeah. It'll kind of go back around. Right. Um, is that. So it's a conscious decision. It'd basically be like, if I'm going to be doing this, you have to be very aware of your atmosphere and your surroundings. So right. just make it the path of you know, least resistance. It's amazing, though, when you see people that are, like, first starting out and they want to tackle, like, race. Yeah. Followed by, like, dick jokes or their girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, um, I don't know. I sort of like, the mentors of where I'm from, they're, like, older comics that were saying, like, uh, you know, it's, like, a defense mechanism. It's, like, an ego thing. Like, let's right. just do shock and awe followed by right quality-wise. Are, there, are you fans of, like, offensive comics?
1: Uh, yeah, well, growing up I liked Andrew Dice Clay Oh, nice, Sam And Sam Kennison
0: People call that a guilty pleasure, I don't get it the, No, the, no, the, no, I mean, his persona is great the, 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 And then I found out later that he was a character It was like one of his many characters Have you yeah. ever seen him live before? No oh, I heard it's just like a religious experience like, <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video of the people in Madison Square Garden? I think it was the garden where uh, they're chanting the lullabies Yes, he does. It's yes, just, it's great And then he did the the night that stand-up died, died. That was yeah. great
1: He intentionally bombed Oh God,
0: which it's, is great. Uh, that's amazing. And then I didn't even know about the until relatively recently. Just the balls it takes for that guy. Yeah. Now he's, I guess he's kind of coming back. I've never actually heard it put so well. When you're just like, well, late night sets are four minutes. Right, four and four and a half, five. Yeah, and it's and when you see the ones that go long, you can see them really chopped up. No right. Fear that's just. Uh, right. A six minute. It's like, well, they went over. Yeah. Right. So
1: I mean, it's uh, they're getting laughs in the first 30 seconds
0: you kind of have to just because people yes. are like who the hell is this and right. it seems like
1: it's not like it they, w- they they only get to warm up to laughter in two minutes 30 seconds
0: yeah that's wow that's like a shotgun start in terms of like okay make them right. laugh and we have this camera on you too right you think uh when when those events come to you are those gonna be any separate preparation or Will you keep doing what you're doing now in terms of like prep work wise
1: uh, I always have. Uh, I'm always have in mind what I would like to do in a five minute set. All the time. All the time. Are you just? Born? And then I always try to build outside of that.
0: Is that after the show you're saying, or like while you're working on it? Like while you're on stage, you're actually like going around the what you built in your head.
1: Uh, no, no, no. So, so, so I'm always thinking about what I would like um, in a five minute set. Okay. And then sometimes I'll do that. Uh, in the middle of my set.
0: Okay. Right in the middle of it. What's the... Or I'll um, start with it. And yeah. then
1: I'll do other jokes that, that don't have the same... That aren't a part of the same thing or theme.
0: Are you changing up depending on crowds and areas or is it more feeling?
1: It's just whatever I'm working on. Yeah. If I have a, you know, if a new thing I'll, and I think about where it goes best in the set, that's what I'll do.
0: Is that... I've noticed too like you're very... Every motion on stage while you're up there seems very... I don't want to say choreograph, but it seems like you're there with very much a purpose, like a very heavy <laughs> right. stage presence. Yes. Is that something that you just kind of fell into, or is that like, yeah. uh, was that just from watching other comics or just kind of developing your own style?
1: Uh, just developing my, own. like, um, uh, I, I watch a set of myself probably uh, once or twice a month.
0: Okay. And is that, I would And say-
1: then watching yourself, you could see that you do certain things mm-hmm. that you just hate uh, that you do. Brutal. And yeah. then you just never, and then just watching, and then so. It's just, uh, I don't think I'm, uh, so my stage presence is not doing anything that I'm like, Oh, you know what I have to do? It's what it is. It's, I have to stop doing these things that I did.
0: I would say like the one thing I've noticed about you, even in like a mic or anything is sturdiness. Like you're just there, like, right. you know, you're not going anywhere for right. anything that's going on. And you even have like physical hand motions too, where you like wipe. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's like, it's amazing though how you can take such a little space and make it so powerful. Versus the converse of like, say, a new open micer that starts in right. the creek. And they're pacing back and forth like Chris Rock in a special. Right. Like thinking it's like a device. Right. right. Is that just confidence in your skills? Is that is something that develops? Well, where do you think that stuff comes from? And again, I'm asking because I don't know.
1: Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think you should develop your own style.
0: Yeah. And, that's and, and just- I think
1: it's it, uh, like, um, so, so sometimes I think like, how would someone who's more confident than me deliver ma- material? All right. And so then I I try to emulate that person. And then that, okay. And then the person who's more confident than me, in my mind, I mean, and and everyone has their own interpretation.
0: But to me, he, he would feel like he needed to do nothing. How everybody has the exact same space to work with, but say you stand at the mic and don't move once, and then you see another person do it, and it's like a whole different show. Right. I can't think of anything on else on Earth that is like like that, where it's just right. such right. It's such a weird thing to do, and yes. the fact that. But I don't dislike
1: people like Cat Williams is great. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yes.
0: but it's again, it's like it's not a better or worse style. It's a matter of like right. what works for that person, because you can see when people kind of kind of it's like style and anything else. Like yes, it's like when it's forced and when it's not. Um, one thing I want to ask before we leave, though, because we're about to wrap up, is uh, any advice for new comics? They'd recommend besides get on stage more because that's the default one.
1: Oh, just um,
0: like anything that you maybe you wish that someone had told you before you started, or maybe you'd found out anything that comes to mind? No, I mean, I, I think about this a lot. I think really the only thing is just do it as much as you can.
1: I, I, I can't think of anything else that, that would work for anyone because everything else is so personal. Like the, the conversation we just had about standing or moving yeah. more. So if I told someone else to to do what I did, it may not work for them.
0: Yeah, it's true. What how do you figure that stuff out though? Is that just from trial and error?
1: Yeah. Or is it And then you you know, what, what I like about it is like it's sort of by feel. You can just feel what works for you watching yourself on stage and you can feel what doesn't work.
0: Is it and the more you do, I guess the more sense of the feel you're going to have for it right. as well. Are you uh do you record all your sets? No. Is, is it a rare thing? Is it
1: no, I, I just, you know uh, I, for a while I would record all my sets and listen to them, but I think if you have a joke that works, you know how it went, and you don't have to go back and listen to, you know, if I said end here or there or not. It's going to work again.
0: Yeah, it's a bunch is there any special and if
1: And if it's a joke that you can't remember why it worked, it probably doesn't have any repeatable value.
0: How much of your time is spent between like actual work that pays the bills and then comedy wise?
1: Uh, so when I first when I moved to the city, it was, I would work from like 6 a.m. to 12, and then it'd take like an hour and a half nap, and then go back to work from like 2 or like 1 to 3, and then I'd do open mics. And then uh, then uh, I moved home, and I'm able to spend more time, so I probably, I try to talk to myself, like the, getting the material out probably, Forty-five to an hour and like twenty minutes. Uh, I probably do that two or three times a week, maybe four, and then uh, one or two mics or a show or something.
0: It's amazing the amount of things you can fit into a day here. Yeah, it's like where most of the country is, you can get one show in a day, right? But it's a matter of like people work full-time jobs, right? Then they write, and then they'll go do mics, and then they'll go do their shows,
1: right? And but you know, I think people have. um uh, uh, I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I. At a certain point, I think it's good to do a volume, right? But then once you get comfortable, I think you need to start emphasizing more on creating new material. So now, now I'm not as concerned about, you know, how many times am I getting up this week as much as it is uh, what, what, what have I made so far?
0: That's kind of how i feel like i'm in the stage of like i blitzed so hard when i first got here for the first year and just right. getting up so much And and right. when i go to like other places and get to go longer sets you're like okay i'm getting a little better and mind you i'm, I'm pretty new comic yeah and so um it's amazing though how now i'm starting to think like like you just said maybe quality over quantity like try to find some spots quality in terms of myself not the show right right, right. Yeah, yeah but like really try to dial on certain things and work on new ones right not, there's a transition going on with me right now, and mm-hmm. I can't really identify precisely what it is. Right. But it feels like I'm very comfortable. My whole goal is to get comfortable on stage more and more, and now I'm there. But now it's like, I, I say that probably tonight, I'll fucking bomb. But um, um, Yeah. But is that, I guess is that like a decision everyone kind of has to make where you're like, okay, it's time to, yeah. you know, it's time to reel it back in. Huh. That, did that come pretty early for you? Or did it? Uh, early, no, late. Late? Was it like a light bulb moment, or was it just slowly going back and looking at yourself?
1: uh no no it wasn't a light bulb moment
0: okay i don't really have big epiphanies no you an epiphany person i just think it's like incremental like climbing a mountain yeah kind of look up and look around um oh real quick before we wrap up though what is hindsight's monthly tuesdays which month is or which uh day oh we get so we get the
1: um i don't know when the next one is yet because they they haven't because sometimes it changes what tuesday i'm doing uh helium in philadelphia on the 25th oh i Should heard the heliums are so good yes uh,
0: say again what's the day down that sorry the, the 20- 25th The 25th so uh it's wow. a fun show called the dirty dozen oh how did you get to the philadelphia scene just like meeting people down there and going down yeah
1: this funny guy shane gillis uh runs runs a show down there and uh i met some other funny uh philadelphia people
0: awesome great well billy thanks so much for coming out i appreciate your time Thank and you. uh find billy on facebook and uh check them out helium and then the caroline show i'll update when you send it to me on the bio for all this stuff though awesome but thanks so much and have a good day billy thank you thanks max white everyone. <laughs> see something funny it wasn't funny i guess i'll just call it max white presents i guess it's decent yeah max white presents will work